Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Edmo Show. So, if you guys can't tell, I'm not really in the best of moods. Um, it, it's it, There's just some stuff I got to report on. Um, this is probably not going to be the episode that most people are used to. It's not going to be an episode that most people are going to like to listen to. It's probably going to be my, my most unpopular episode of the show but this is something that I feel like I have to address last episode of the Edmo show I talked I had a discussion with my friend who was a 20-year cop Uh, we had discussed uh, many of the cases that's been going on from George Floyd Dante Wright um, you know uh, a whole bunch of that stuff and we you know we it was funny because we recorded that episode before they came out with a verdict. You know, as I've been saying, like, we've been having some technical if difficulties. We've been having a whole bunch of other stuff going on. Uh, so we've adjusted some things on the show. Uh, we are posting now on Wednesdays for the regular Edmo show. We may, um, I, I don't know, just because of everything that's been going on, I'm still on the fence if I want to post more throughout the week. I, you know, outside of the show, I still have a lot of things that I need to get done. So I'm, I'm still up in the air about what I'm going to do with the show. And, you know, and some of, cause I just have a whole bunch of ideas floating around things that I want to do and just the possibility of actually doing them. But today's episode, I want to talk about a lot of the, the civil unrest, the, the media, the racism, the hate, the everything, you know, like I said, and especially it's just ironic that I got started with the Edmo show because of COVID and how I just got so sick and tired of a lot of the stuff. And now a year in, I'm, I'm having to revisit that. And of course I'm solo dolo today. Um, you know, the, this is something that I want to talk about. So this has this doesn't weigh on any of the ideas, thoughts, or feelings of anyone else that's involved with the show. These are purely my thoughts. So what I say does not in no way reflect on the Mrs. David, Fat Jesus. You know, there may be a lot that I'm probably going to say today that they're that they are not going to agree with. That's fine. But again, I have to express this. So all this came about with the verdict of the Derek Chauvin case. And and to be perfectly honest, I was of the mind that Derek Chauvin would at least get acquitted because everything that I was seeing with the trial based on facts, facts, not feelings, not interpretations, facts, based off of facts and evidence of the matter, an understanding of the law and hoping that the justice system would actually work. I don't feel that the court case, that the trial was fair. Justice was not served. And I'm not saying that because of, oh, I just don't like George Floyd or I support Chauvin. It has nothing to do with that. Just based off of the evidence alone. Derek Chauvin, I believe, got overly charged with the second and third degree murder and doing some digging. And just to, just to clarify, I'm not a lawyer, you know, but just doing my own homework, none of nothing about the second or third degree murder 
meets the circumstances of the case. And also, when you're dealing with something as far as death and police involvement and and force, you have to leave room for reasonable doubt. And I honestly, watching the case, they were making very good arguments for reasonable doubt. Now, I also feel that this case was politically driven. I have said that, especially when you have the likes of Maxine Waters outside the court case talking about how if we don't get justice or we don't get what we want, we need to get in the faces, we need to riot, we need to do X, Y, and Z. You know, the president stepping out there talking about, oh, I pray that that the jury comes out with the right verdict. There's no way that this trial was was ever going to be fair. There's no way. There's no way that this that this trial was ever going to be fair because it was publicized. And they were also mentioning about possibly doxing the the jury members. Like what like and the fact that now you have politicians getting involved and even from the even from the beginning before we even got to the trial the chief of police at the moment the video came out they immediately demonized the restraint technique they immediately took it out even though it was a black chief of police who put it in there who signed it into into law for the officers to use they removed it why do you need to remove it why don't you just leave it there until the case is done then you deliberate on that. No, as soon as it happened, before courts were even done, and all the other stuff, excuse me, it was immediately taken out. And of course, the, the media hype, George Floyd ended up getting five fucking funerals. And I, and you know, a lot of people, are, and I'm getting emotional, and I'm getting worked up because I don't understand. Now, before... George Floyd did not deserve to die like that. Matter of fact, scratch that. I'm going to take that back. Because George Floyd was high as a kite at the time on fentanyl, methamphetamines, and marijuana, and and a whole slew of other things. So I can't really say that he deserved it or he didn't. Now, what I will say is he probably did not deserve to get handled in the way that he did. You know, that is up for debate. You know, to each his own. However, the one thing that I did not like about the case of Derek Chauvin and the death of George Floyd was that the drug dealer was able to plead the fifth, who was in the car with him. And they did not want to sit here and take into an account that George Floyd was high as a fucking kite with lethal levels of fentanyl. And if any, if I, as someone as dumb as me, can do research on the effects of fentanyl, that also contributes to the case. So to me, it's reasonable for me to believe that if you're sitting here saying that 
Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd because his knee was on his neck, even though the chief of police and the use of force expert of that state both confirmed that the knee was not on the neck and the autopsy confirmed that there was no broken bones, no damage to the trachea, no damage to the airways. There was not enough pressure to create suffocation. But we don't want to talk about the levels of fentanyl that was in his system, which caused the asphyxiation. It's ridiculous to me. And again, this is not in defense of George Floyd, because the reason why I'm disturbed by the case is because I actually care about justice. I actually care about the rule of law. I actually care about human lives. I don't like democracy because democracy is mob rule and the mob is easily controlled and the mob is easily swayed. I actually care about justice because justice is and should be for all. Now, people want to sit here and say, whoa, 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 Edmo. Well, so you don't so you don't think that. That George Floyd dying was unjust. I'm not sitting here saying that because the evidence that I'm being presented showed that George Floyd had more to do with his death than Derek Chauvin. Now, I don't know anything about Derek Chauvin. Of course, there were some things in that video that I wouldn't have done in my profession. And I'm in that I'm in the law enforcement profession. I probably would not have done that. However, what I may have done in that jurisdiction probably would have landed my high yellow ass in jail for excessive force. Because if what I may have done and what what I may have been trained and if I try to transfer over there and I use that and it's not covered by them, which was discussed in the Derek Chauvin case, because now his trainer says, oh, I didn't train him to do that. However, they also have the what they call the MRT. Uh, I got it pulled up in here. I'm going to pull up in a second where they talked about that. And then they had that restraint in there. But now they're trying to say, even though we showed it to them and even though it's in the curriculum and even though it's meant it's approved by the department, I didn't train him to do that. So if you didn't train him to do that, how did he get access to that? Because for someone like me who works in law enforcement, the only way you can get that uh, that information and it be approved is if you got it from a trainer. And that trainer is also approved by the department. So there's a lot going on. And again, this has nothing to do, at least on my end, with personal opinions, beliefs, or whatever about Derek Chauvin or George Floyd. This is about justice. Because if justice is not served, and if justice can be swayed by the media, if justice can be swayed by the roaring mobs, especially in the Derek Holtzclaw case, which this man is still in prison, do some research on that. He did not get a fair trial. Ergo, George Floyd, since all of you, like, since all of you people are still mad and still in your feelings about George Floyd, George Floyd technically didn't get a fair trial. So how was justice served? So just to give you guys some context of what of what it is that I'm talking about. And this is from a CNN article. Like I said, I'll use CNN against CNN because I'm not biased. I'll, I'll read several different news articles and I have several pulled up here. This was uh, this was updated 
uh, April 21st, 2021. And it reads, Derek Chauvin, 45, was convicted on second degree unintentional murder. Now, pay attention. Unintentional murder, third degree murder, and second degree manslaughter. Why did they only slip in the second degree unintentional murder? But guess what? I got something for that ass. I pulled up. Second degree murder, third degree murder, and second degree manslaughter. So the jurors deliberated for more than 10 hours over two days before coming to this decision. So, what is... Give me one second, my computer's being slow. So, this is pulled up from the Minnesota Legislator. 609.19 murder in the second degree. 2020 Minnesota statute. Subdivision 1. Intentional murder drive-by shooting. Whoever does either of the following is guilty of murder in the second degree and may be sentenced or imprisoned, uh, may be sentenced to imprisonment for not more than 40 years. 1. Cause the death of human being with the intent to affect the death of that person or another without uh, premeditation. Or, number two, causes of uh, causes the death of a human being while committing or attempting to commit a drive-by shooting in violation of Section 609. And let's go see what that 609 subdivision is. I don't know why they're talking about drive-by shootings. Yeah, and 609.66 talks about dangerous weapons. So under the circumstances other than those described in 609.185, and we're going to go ahead and paragraph A, clause 3. So we're going to pull that up. And it talks about murder in the first degree. So let me go back. So which what paragraph did I say it was? Paragraph A, Clause 3. So let's go to Paragraph A. Whoever does any of the following is guilty of murder in the first degree and shall be sentenced to imprisonment for life. Uh, Three, cause the death of a human being with intent to affect death of the person or another while committing or attempting a burglary, a grieved burglary, a kidnapping, arson, in the first or second degree, drive-by shooting, tampering with a witness in the first degree escape uh, from custody, or a felony violation of Chapter 152 involving the unlawful sale of a controlled substance. Does not sound anything that happened in the, in the George Floyd Derek Chauvin case. So let's go back to the second degree. Uh, Subsection 2, unintentional murder. Whoever does either of the following is guilty of unintentional murder in the second degree and may be sentenced to imprisonment for not more than 40 years. One, cause of the death of a human being without intent to affect death of any person while committing or attempting to commit a felony. A felony offense other than criminal sexual conduct in the first degree with force of violence in a drive-by shooting or, I don't know why they keep talking about drive-by shootings, but, or, number two, the cause of death of a human being without the intent 
to affect the death of another person while intentionally inflicting or attempting to inflict bodily harm upon the victim when the perpetrator is restrained under an order of for protection and the victim is a person designated to receive protection under the order as used in this in this clause order for protection included uh includes an order for protection issued under chapter 518b a harassment restraint order issued under section 609 748 a court order uh setting conditions uh of pretrial release or conditions of a criminal sentence or juvenile court disposition, a restraining order issued in a marriage dissolution action and any, excuse me, and any order issued by a court of another state uh, or of the United States that is similar to any of those orders. So now they may have, if they play a little bit of word foo, they may be able to finagle that one, but not really. Because in attempting to inflict bodily harm. So, and here's why I say this. Let me find the passage where uh, where it talks about the restraint technique. Oh, crap. I got so much stuff up here. See, this is the stuff that I go through for you guys. Where is this thing at? Give me uh, just a few seconds while I find this document. I got so many tabs up, it's not even funny. Here we go. So, this is the uh, use of force for the city of Minneapolis Five three one one use of four use of neck restraint chokeholds and uh, definition a chokehold deadly force option defined as applying direct pressure on a person's trachea or airway front of the neck blocking or obstructing the airway neck restraint a non deadly force option. Defined as compressing one or both sides of the neck with a arm or leg without applying direct pressure to the trachea or airway front of the neck. Only sworn employees who have received training from the MPD training unit are authorized to use neck restraints. The MPD authorizes two types of neck restraints, conscious neck restraint and unconscious neck restraint. Conscious neck restraint. The subject is placed in a neck restraint with the intent to control or not to render the subject unconscious by only applying light, moderate pressure. Unconscious neck restraint. The subject is placed in a neck restraint with the intention of rendering the person unconscious by applying adequate pressure. So what you guys just heard was that a neck restraint could be used by either an arm or a leg. So everyone's sitting here running around talking about, oh my God, he got his knee on his neck. This is what was written into their use of force policy. 
So, and also, also, it says only a sworn employee who has received the training from the MPD training unit are authorized to use this neck restraint. Now, that does not say, you know, if you received it today, if you received it, if you received the training. So, if he received the training and Derek Chauvin has 20 years on the force, he, he probably received the training. This is not, and it's also considered non-deadly. So, going back to the second degree, post two, if he is trained to use a neck restraint, which is considered non-lethal, then how does second degree murder qualify? It doesn't. It does not qualify. So, we're going to move on to the other charges. So, murder in the third degree. This is 609.195, murder in the third degree. Whoever without intent to effect the death of any person causes the death of another person by perpetrating an act eminently dangerous to others and and convincing a depraved mind. Hmm, a depraved mind. Don't like I think you got to have either intent or you got to be something to prove that there's a depraved mind. So I'm going to continue reading without the regard of human life is guilty of murder in the third degree and may be sentenced to imprisonment for no more than 25 years. Whoever without the intent and this is uh, subsection B, whoever without the intent to cause a death prox- approximately cause of death of a human being by directly or indirectly unlawfully selling, giving away, bartering, delivering, exchanging, distributing, or administering a controlled substance. Hmm. Sounds a lot like the damn drug dealer. Classified in schedule one or two is guilty of murder in the third degree and may be sentenced to imprisonment for no, for not more than 25 years or payment of a fine of not more than $40,000 or both. So it sounds a lot to me like the drug dealer committed a third degree murder. However, the drug dealer is not on trial right now or he plead the fifth. He got to walk. So we're going to go ahead to manslaughter in the second degree. This is 609.502. A person who causes the death of another by any of the following means is guilty of manslaughter in the second degree and may be sentenced to imprisonment or not more than 10 years or payment of a fine of not more than 20,000 or both one by the person culpable negligence, whereby the person creates an unreasonable risk and consciously takes the chance of causing death or create bodily harm to another or by shooting another with a firearm or dangerous weapon as a result of negligently believing the other would be a deer or other animal or three by setting a spring gun pitfall deadfall snare or other like dangerous weapons or device or four by negligently or unintentionally permitting any animal known by a person to have vicious uh, propensities or to have caused great or substantial bodily harm in the past to run uncontrolled off the owner's premises or negligently failing to keep it uh, properly confined or five by committing or attempting to commit a violation of 609.378 negligent or endangerment of a child and murder in the first, second, third degree is not committed thereby. If proven 
by a preponderance of the evidence, it shall be uh, affirmative defense to the criminal liability under clause four that the victim provoked the animal to cause the victim's death. So here is my take on it. Now, you can possibly, possibly convict Derek Chauvin of second degree manslaughter. And I'm about to be facetious here because everybody likes to keep saying, oh, he was screaming for his mama. And everybody knows that politicians and the media loves to project black men as petulant children. So they can probably sit here and say, well, he was calling out for his mom and ergo and he was high and he was not of the right mind. He had the mental capacity of a child. You killed a child. That's me being facetious because that's bullshit. Now, here's where I think that they could get Derek Chauvin by the first clause. The person culpable negligence whereby the person creates an unreasonable risk and consciously takes a chance of causing death or great bodily harm to another. That's the only thing that I see that could fit. However, if Derek Chauvin is trained, like I said, where he was trained to do a neck restraint that is deemed non-deadly force. Remember, he was trained to do this. How could he fall under second-degree manslaughter? Now, it's up in the air. It's up in the air because that that would require more investigation, more non-bias investigation. Because easily, a trainer can sit here and say, "I uh, I didn't teach him how to do that. Even though you may not have, but someone else may have. He might not have gotten training from you. You're probably just a dope that they got on payroll right now. Because you don't look like, I mean, to me, I'm just speculating. You don't look like you've been training people for 20 years there, bro. Because you seem to leave out that, uh, because there was one guy who said that he applied the technique wrong. But here I am looking at this document. This document that was time stamped. For 8-10-2020, this document that was time-stamped sat here and said that neck restraints, uh, when you apply pressure compressing one or both sides of the neck with the arm or leg. So, again, th- this was not, a, this was not a, a trial for justice. This, no one cared who was important cared about the justice of this trial because had they cared about the justice of this trial, they would have brought out everything. They would have brought out the policy. They probably wouldn't allow the, the police department to, to negate the policy to save face. And you want to know how I know that they tried to save face. Oh, before they even got to trial, they already locked him up. They lock Chauvin and all the other guys up when typically when you're dealing with the death or shooting or anything involving deadly force or any force uh, by a police officer. You suspend them pending investigation. You don't lock them up. Then after you have the trial, then you lock them up. But also they did not want to talk about the drugs. And also, they had already paid out his family 20, I believe it's anywhere between 25 and 27 million dollars. 
the state, the city. They already paid out the money. They knew this was political. They wanted to save face, and Derek Chauvin was a scapegoat. Again, this is not in defense of Derek Chauvin. Because, again, I feel like I would have done something differently. But I also understand that when you got crowds of people, it changes the game a bit. Like the expert of, of the state said, the expert of the, the use of force policy expert of the state. He said that the surroundings create, create a whole different narrative. Because now you, it's not only your safety, it's everyone else's safety. And they already got one person who was a, a EMT or whatever saying that she was screaming obscenities at them, saying, I'm just trying to help. No, you cannot help. You are not an officer. You are not in uniform. You are not emergency response on duty in uniform. You cannot help. Back back up. Stay over there. See, but this is the problem. People get so wound up in their emotions. Funny because I'm kind of irritated right now. But people get so wound up in their emotions and they feel like they're justified. And they base their justification off of their feelings and not the facts. And ergo, they forget to even consider the facts. So, and here's another thing, because people want to sit here and bash Candace Owens and other people who try to sit here and say, well, George Floyd was a drug addict. George Floyd was high at the time. George Floyd had meth and fentanyl in his system. Also, George Floyd is not a martyr. Certainly someone not worth five funerals. I get it. It's tragic. I get it. I understand no one wants to see someone dying. However, you want to know who does want to see it? The news media, Facebook, social media. They all want to see it because they know you can't look away. They know it will trigger an emotion in you which will make them rich, which is why they pimp the story because ain't nobody say shit about Tony Temper. Especially when the cops laugh and say, oh, damn, I hope we didn't kill him. And you, wanted, and you want me to give a fuck about a George Floyd? Oh, all because one officer, maybe two, were white and he was black. Get the fuck out of here. And you want to sit here and say no justice, no peace, but you don't want justice. You want vengeance. Vengeance for what? Some drug addict that likes to storm into pregnant women's houses, steal their money, steal their stuff, point a gun at an unborn child and her. Get the fuck out of here. And you really want me, a black man, a conscious black man a person who knows how to conduct themselves to not use drugs and oh don't let me forget we have a culture that glorifies drugs so we have a culture that glorifies drugs uh, deviant behavior and now all of a sudden you want us to feel bad for a drug addict criminal to say, oh, racism. But guess what you didn't hear during the case? Racism. Because you know why? It wasn't fucking there. 
How ironic that there was racism against George Floyd, even though the car that they that they in, inspected that George Floyd was in had nothing but black people in it. And if you watch the body cam like I did. The whole occurrence, not just the knee on the neck, they treated everyone else pretty professionally. George Floyd was the only one that was tweaking out because he was high as a fucking kite. And now all of a sudden, oh, I'm claustrophobic. I'm claustrophobic. Get, nigga, shut up. How are you going to be claustrophobic in a squad car, but you weren't claustrophobic when you was in the driver's seat of another car? Like, come on. You cannot be serious. So, yeah, I understand how this situation happened because the little boy who cried wolf, George Floyd, crying for his mama, talking about how he cannot breathe. And he wants his mama, even though his mom's been dead for years. Again, he was high as a kite. Now, all of a sudden, it's claustrophobic. And you took him from one car and you put him in the next car. And he was the one that said, put me on the ground. Again, I don't want to sit here and attack George Floyd, but I'm just sitting here. We have to we have to look at everything. We have to. For there to be justice, we have to analyze everything. So George Floyd sitting here acting dramatic, saying things that don't make sense, saying how he's claustrophobic, even though they just pulled him out of one car and put him in another car. I don't blame the cops for not taking his cries seriously. However, now, you know what I do believe? I do believe he was high. And why do I keep saying that? Well, let me see if I can find the tab. And this is from Alta Myra, a recovery program. Signs and symptoms of fentanyl overdose. When fentanyl is taken as prescribed, it will have noticeable side effects. Breathing and heart rate may slow down somewhat but not to a dangerous level. Users may feel nauseous, constipated, may be, may be experienced, and there, uh, and there may be a small amount of mental confusion and disorientation. That kind of makes sense for why somebody's crying for their mama and their mom's been dead and saying that, they, that they're claustrophobic in one car but not the other. Well, I'm going to continue. But when fentanyl is or... It's analogous or, or it's analogous are consumed in excessive amount. The symptoms of fentanyl use may become severe and put the user at risk for serious injury or death. Fentanyl overdose is a life threatening condition in every instance. And as soon as the signs of fentanyl overdose are observed, emergency medical help should be summoned. The symptoms of fentanyl uh, overdose include Meiosis, pinpoint uh, pupils, difficulty swallowing, feeling, uh, feelings of choking, muscle weakness, confusion and disorientation, dizziness, fainting, uh, lips and fingernails turning blue, which would also contribute to the hypoxia. Because guess what? I've been hypoxic before, and I've seen people go hypoxic. The first thing you notice is their lips and their fingernails turn blue. Extreme drowsiness, inability to stay awake, sudden drop in blood pressure, significant slow of heart rate, slowed breathing and respiratory distress, loss of consciousness, 
If multiple symptoms of overdose appear or if the individual loses consciousness and remains unresponsive, an overdose is likely to uh, and companion. Uh, I'm getting worked up. The overdose is likely and companions should call 911 and let them know what he ha- what has happened. Fatal overdose of fentanyl usually results in respiratory collapse. Although the drug's capacity to depress the central nervous system actively can cause other dangerous, deadly side effects, including brain damage due to oxygen deprivation, heart attack, or organ failure. To reverse the effects of an opiate overdose, paramedics or other emergency personnel may inject a drug called uh, naloxone. This medication can counteract the effects of fentanyl by binding the opioid receptors while preventing uh, fentanyl from doing the same. It may take more than one dose of naloxone to completely reverse fentanyl overdose. And if the drug is administered after the overdose has progressed beyond a certain point, it may be ineffective. Wow. Wow. See what a little reading can do, kids? Again, I don't think I don't think justice happened because you know why? They did not want to talk about the drug because you know why? The drug narrative would have destroyed the whole case. George Floyd had to be a victim. It had to be racism. It had it 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 could not be George Floyd's fault. George Floyd could not be a drug a drug user, a drug abuser. George Floyd had to be an innocent man child. He had to be. Derek Chauvin had to be the racist. He had to be the evil cop. He had to be the pig. He had to be the man. Because you know why? Because it does not make money. Why do any time we ever see cases of this police uh, abuse of force is only when it's a white cop and a black person. Unless the black person is obscenely and they have to be obscenely wrong. But you know what? Not anymore. Not anymore because you know why? Michaela Bryant, Michaela Bryant, I think, yeah, Micaiah, Micaiah. News media went so far, and that and this is the little, this is the sixteen-year-old girl who was shot by the police. Few seconds into the officer responding, because you know why? She had a knife in her hand, about to stab a girl. Even though Micaiah was the one that called the cops, however, she was the one with the knife in her hand. She was about to inflict seriously. Serious or deadly bodily harm to another person like seconds after the cop got there before he got any sort of information of what was going on. And you know what the news media tried to do? They tried to edit out the knife. Because it does not suit the narrative. You can't have black people being wrong and a white cop is showing up. That destroys the whole narrative. How can we sit here and generate money and control emotions and generate hate for the cops and civil unrest 
if black people are actually accountable for their actions when a white cop shows up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, it's cool when when black cops shoot black people. That's fine. You know, I don't care. He could be a drug dealer. He could be a criminal. Hell, he could have stole someone's purse. Yeah, shoot his black ass. But, oh, 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 don't let it be a white cop, though. White cop mean racist. And racist means money. And money means good. Because you know why? You're going to take your ignorant ass out there and start fucking shit up. Because you know what that's going to lead to? More stories. Oh, yes. Yes, hi, Bob, I'm here. Yeah, it's very peaceful as Foot Locker's burning down. It's a peaceful protest. These people are just expressing their rage. Like the goofy bitch in in Baltimore, give them room to destroy while the people who are dependent on, on medication at the CVS and the Walgreens that these nigglets are destroying ended up dying. Because you know why? Because your dumb ass gave them room to destroy. So now we got innocent bystanders dying because you decide to let the nigglets out. And the reason why I'm calling them nigglets is because the word nigga means an ignorant person. And these little nigglets got parents who are nigglets. In the case of Makai Bryant, because you know why? I had a grown ass man out there. One, if there's adults at if there's adults in the situation, why would you let this little girl go outside? She's 16 years old. Then why would you let the little girl with the knife try to attack somebody? Keep her little ass in the house. And then on top of that, there was a grown ass man about to kick another 16 year old in the back of the fucking head in front of the cop. So, yes, I will call these motherfuckers who act like that nigglets. Because these little nigglets don't give a shit. They love thugging it up. They love fucking shit up. They love going on TikTok, Instagram, on stomping on a police car, destroying other people's property. Hell, I even saw, uh, saw a video of two people fucking on a car in the middle of a riot. So, <laughs> come on. This is why uh, the whole Derek Chauvin case bothered me. It's not because Derek Chauvin is going to jail. I don't care. But it's because justice was not served. And because you know why? It's part of the plan. It's part of the program. If you destroy the justice system by democracy, mob rule, because guess what? The mob always feels like they're right. And you know what? Even when they're right, they don't feel like it's enough. You got people talking about, well, he should have been charged with more. Why does he get life? I hope they give him life because, you know, and he hasn't even been sentenced yet. So, you know what? I feel like that's a setup for the big fall. Derek Chauvin convicted on all three counts, even though two of them don't really count, but he's convicted of them. And then waiting, uh, we're going to wait a couple more months for sentencing. Oh, Derek Chauvin wants to file for an appeal. This nigga, he did what? This motherfucker going to kill, kill niggas. And then he going to think he going to get an appeal. Oh, fuck no. We're going to go burn shit up. Nah, 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 nah. Get my iPhone, cuz. Get my iPhone. Yeah. Fuck this motherfucker. Yeah, we're going to show them no just no peace, bitch. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and we're going to start looting and shooting. And then guess what? When real niggas come out and then they want to start defending stuff, we're going to fuck them up too. Like the old man, the retired cop who got killed, he got shot because he was trying to defend the store. He was trying to keep kids from stealing. And he ended up dying in the streets like a dog. Fuck George Floyd. That's the motherfucker I want to talk about. 
Excuse my friends. That's the man I want to talk about. Sorry, I was in character. That's the person I care about. Where's his justice? Oh, yeah, they found a little nigglet that did it. 20-year-old black man. And you know what happened to the story? They posted it one time. They didn't get no major media airways because you know why? They were too busy talking about George Floyd. So here we got innocent black people dying. And not only that, we have babies dying in the street. Seven-year-old. Seven-year-old baby died from being shot. Jaslyn Adams being shot in the car at a McDonald's with her father. Shot six times and 50 bullets found at the scene. Her, her story's not being talked about as much as the Derek Chauvin trial. Her story's not being talked about Makai Bryant. And guess what LeBron James fucking no hairline having bitch ass said. Oh, he wants to put the cop out there saying, you next. Oh, but then he want to retract it. But then he wants to say, I just want to address the climate that's going out there. Nigga, you go around with a police detail whenever you travel. Come on, get the fuck out of here. We want to sit here and talk about George Floyd. And we got babies. We got our babies out here dying. I had a friend come up to me uh, when we were talking about the trial. Oh, actually, no, this was about the Dante Wright thing. Going to sit here and ask me, oh, yeah, if you found out that your nephew got killed, what would you do? And I said, my heart would be broken, but I want to know what happened. Nah, man, I ride on somebody. I got to go find. I said, but, dude, don't you have two kids? He was like, yeah, 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 but but ain't nobody going to fuck with my nephew. So you're going to leave your babies vulnerable because you angry over a person that's not even your child. Now, I get it. Family's family, but that ain't your child. So you're going to go do some dumb shit for someone that's not your child, and you got two children at home? Come on, bro, that ain't smart. You acting just the way that they want you to. You acting just like the little Phil nigga that they want you to be. Irrational, angry, emotional. Can't control yourself. But but I'm the one that's out of line, though. If I sit here and say justice wasn't served because they overcharged Chauvin. And you know what? I feel like that's part of the plan. Let's overcharge him. And, and there were so many celebrities, so many people. And, and this is not just people on the left. This is people on the right, too. This is people on Fox News. You know, these are all types of people. These are somewhat conservatives and whatnot. Talk about, I am so glad justice got served, even though I don't. I feel like they overcharged. But I'm so glad this is over with because I don't want my neighborhood to be burned down. Motherfucker, you live in a gated community. Shut the fuck up. Ain't nobody talking about you. Ain't nobody worried about you. But, but what the like what the fuck is going on? If you don't care about justice, actual justice, how is our society ever going to move on? Because you know why? Because what the Chauvin case has shown us, it's already painted the picture. Justice is dead. And now some people will say, oh, yeah, justice has been dead. And that's debatable. But justice is now dead. It is dead. It is now mob rule, popular vote. It, like people think that they can vote on court cases now. 
The media is out here trying to manipulate stories, manipulate evidence and all this other stuff. You got politicians, public figures in all facets trying to control the narrative. Trying to remove restraints from their books so that way it looks bad on this officer because use him as a scapegoat. It looks it look like, hey, hey, I don't want people riding here. So, you know, what? I'm not going to talk about the drugs in the courtroom. OK, we're only going to talk about this aspect right here, even though we know for a fact that this dude was on fentanyl and we know what fentanyl actually does to people. Oh, and the, the autopsies from his death actually match up to what he was displaying on a fentanyl overdose. Because if you introduce the fentanyl, guess what would happen? Chauvin would have walked. And if Chauvin walked, the city would have burned. The courthouse would have burned. The police stations would have burned. The stores would have burned. And guess what? They were already burning shit up for Dante Wright's dumb ass. Fuck it. What's a... Fuck it. They already burning shit. Let them burn it. They are... Give them room to destroy, Remember? But we don't have we don't have we don't have honorable people anymore. We don't. We don't have honorable people in the media. We don't have uh, uh, honorable people in our in our in our justice systems and our court systems. And, and, and that's where I agree with some people who are who are along the lines on on the Black Lives Matter stuff. I don't agree with Black Lives Matter and, and they are such a crooked organization. But I agree with some things. I, I don't have to like you, but I can agree with you. There are some inconsistencies. Something does have to change. I don't think police reform is going to do it. But, hey, if you get, just let everybody have guns. And people are going to say, oh, Emma, that's a bit of a stretch. But you know what? Statistics and studies have shown the more people that are armed, the nicer people actually act. Even the cops. So, if the cops know that there's a good chance that a large population of their citizens have guns, do you really think that a cop is going to be so trigger happy? Because guess what? If you run up on a cop, a cop might might be getting shot. And that's not to, excuse me, that's not to sit here and threaten cops, but I'm just saying like people who are armed, Statistics have proven that you are a lot nicer and considerate to people because your ass may get popped. So I'm just sitting here saying like, it just seems like the more laws, the more rules, the more everything that the government from the, from the federal level, from the, to the local level try to do creates more havoc, creates more, it creates more depression. It creates more anger, more animosity. Cause people feel like, damn, I got, I got the boot of, of the government on my neck. Yeah. I don't trust the cops because like, damn, these politicians keep making up all these damn laws. And now as dude, if I, if I jaywalk, I'm, I'm getting locked the fuck up. Like if if I if I got paper tags on the back of my car and it's not in the right spot, guess what? I'm getting pulled the fuck over. You see, you see what I'm saying? And it makes cops on edge too. Stop, stop with the laws. Stop thinking like you can control people. Let people be people. Yes, we need laws, but we need as much minimal laws as possible. 
you know, like it, it's, it's it's really crazy. And I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm just I'm so sick of everything going on. But uh, the one thing that I am sick of is we're martyring and we're we're making these these people like George Floyd, uh, Jacob Blake, Dante Wright. We're making all these motherfuckers martyrs. Why? Why are we sitting here and you had the vice president at the t- uh, she wasn't the vice president at the time. Go sit here and visit a dude who was a fucking rapist. Who had a restraining order and going to visit him. And guess what? They didn't even send his black ass to jail. They didn't send him to jail for fighting with the cops, for having a, a deadly weapon on him and fighting with the cops. He didn't for violating his his restraining order. They did not send his little crippled ass to jail. You know what they did? Oh, we feel so sorry for you. Oh, my God. You got shot seven times, even though you got tased first, even though you self-admitted you had a knife on you and you was fighting the cops with the knife. Like, come the fuck on. Pay attention, everybody, please. If you don't get any, y'all can sit here and say, yo, Edmo tripping today. He he on one. Maybe he had way too much coffee. Yo, I don't know what this jigaboo talking about, but this nigga crazy. But listen to what I'm saying. If we pay attention to the people that we're sitting here and we're martyrizing. They all and, and, and I'm not I don't want to sit here and use someone's past against them because I do because. I do believe that people can turn over a new leaf and I really believe if people really repent and they really are remorseful for the things that they've done, that they should be allowed to live a life that is fruitful. I don't like the justice system the way it is. I don't like how when people come out of prison, they serve their time. They're still a prisoner, even though they're walking around. I don't like that. I don't think that's fair. You, you paid your debt, you paid your debt to society. You get your life back. But that will require us to have harsher crimes. If you're a rapist, all right, fuck it. We're just going to castrate your ass or kill you. Or, hell, I think we need more death penalties. I mean, that's just me. But the caveat would be allow people to have their life after they serve their time. I got I got an uncle who's in jail right now who, who I, I, I want him to get out. I want him to have have a normal, fruitful life. But I understand it's going to be hard for him. And I'm going to be there for him. But I'm just saying, like, something's got to give somewhere. But I don't think defunding the cops, de-arming the, co- the cops, and all this other stuff is going to help. It's, it's, it's just, it's maddening to me that we are, that we are championing, championing these people who, yeah, they have a checker pass, but they're still living in it. George Floyd. Oh, they try to say, oh, he was working with kids. Oh, he was working with kids while getting high in a goddamn car. First of all, I'm sorry, dude, you're a really bad criminal. Like, if you're going to sit here and pay with fake funny money, why don't you go back to your car and drive the fuck off? Why did you just sit there? I'm not advocating for criminals, but I'm like, come on, man. You should just drove away. Like, at least you probably would have been at home. And then guess what? Oh, if you're at home and they're like, oh, Mr. Floyd, oh, oh, we got a call that you tipped and yada, yada, you use funny money. And you could have been like, oh, I didn't know. But now you in the car and you acting funny and you the only person acting funny. Come on now. 
You know, like, uh, and I'm just sitting here, I, I, and I just prove to you, as someone who is not a lawyer, while I do have some criminal law training, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not in these courtrooms arguing these facts. But I did, even me, little old me, did some digging, and I can sit here and debunk this whole narrative in, what, an hour? Not even that, in a couple minutes at the beginning of the, video, of the, of the podcast. But I'm just, I'm just so sick and tired of, of just everything. I'm so sick and tired of the social climate. And I'm so sick and tired of, like, us championing these, these demonic people. And, yes, I'm calling these people demonic because they don't care about nothing else. They don't care about nobody else. I'm sorry, I cannot care about a 40-year-old man buying stuff with funny money, being high on drugs, and I got seven-year-olds dying in the street. I got old men dying in the street, trying to do good. I'm sorry, I cannot care about your George Floyd. I cannot care about your Dante Wright. I can't even care about a Derek Chauvin. When we we have good cops out here dying to save people's lives. The cop who who unfortunately shot Makai Bryant, he's being villainized and there he's being labeled as a racist, even though he saved the black girl's life from getting stabbed. And one thing, like, knives are dangerous. Trust me. I've been shooting guns for years. I've done I've done use of force training for years. And the one thing they say, hey, look. If you're dealing with someone with a knife, you better be quick on the draw because the 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 rate at which that they can close the distance, it's astronomical. Before you even get your booger picker on that bang switch, they might be up on your ass. So I'm just sitting here saying, like, I got cops in the street dying. Black cops, white cops, Spanish cops, Asian cops, all kinds of cops. They're out on the street dying because you know why? Because they got to respond to the shit that we create. They're dying. They don't get to go home to their families. You think that, think about the families of the officers who leave, who leave home, start their shift, and they don't come home. And their wives and their children have to say, have to hear, I'm sorry, ma'am. Or I'm sorry, sir, your husband or your wife is no longer with us. They died on duty. And then when they start getting the gruesome information, they responded to a call that just went bad. Or they were on a lunch break and someone ran up on them in their squad car and shot them to death. Like that mom in New York. I'm sorry, I cannot care about your George Floyd being high on fentanyl and you trying to paint it as racist. I'm sorry. I, I cannot care about your Dante Wright being shot mistakenly by a, a, a cop because he resisted arrest and broke away. I'm sorry. I cannot care about your Derek Chauvin. I can't. I cannot care. I don't have enough room to care because you know why? I have innocent people dying in the street and you are intentionally trying not to use the justice system as it is. You're not trying to seek justice. You don't care about justice. I'm sorry. I can't care anymore. 
when I know I got a drug dealer who was high. I got a kid who robbed and assaulted a woman. And then when he gets pulled over because registration is bad and come to find out he got a warrant. I can't care. I can't care about the 13 year old kid running because he had a gun on him. I'm sorry. I can't care because you know why you played yourself. You played your hand and you lost. I'm sorry. That's life. You punched your own time clock early. Or you allowed someone else to punch your time clock. And that's one thing that my dad and my family try to instill in me as a young man, especially, and I hate playing the race narrative, as a young black man growing up in the D.C. metropolitan area where black men have a life expectancy of 20 years old. Regardless of how smart you are, regardless of if you're in the streets or not. When we got babies out here dying, my family tried to instill in me, don't ever, 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 ever put your life in someone else's hands. Don't ever do that. Because you don't know what they're going to do. You're praying for mercy for someone else who does not know, care, or care about you. I'm sorry. I can't care. Because you did that. You offered your life to someone else. Whether it be intentional or not, or accident or not. In the case of Kim Potter, she made a mistake. But Dante, you allowed her to make that mistake. Why would I allow someone to make a mistake with my life? That is the one thing that black people, we should all, and not even just everyone, we all should be trying to to use. And then people want to sit here and say, well, cops are out here killing black people. Well, if they're killing black people, then why are we the ones filling up most of the prisons? If that was the case, if they were just killing us, there wouldn't really be that many of us in prison because we wouldn't make it. Shut that shit up. I'm sorry, I can't care. I cannot care about you wanting to live a deviant life. I can't care. Hey, dude, if that's you, hey, just stay the fuck away from me. Because I don't want to get caught up in your bullshit. And that's that is uh, that's the sad thing. That some that majority of our young men and, and women are dying because they're caught up in someone else's bullshit. They're caught up in someone else's life. They're caught up in they, and sometimes they're not even caught up with them. They're just in the car. They're just going to go get something to eat. And either they get pinched by the cops or some some of them fuckboys, like in the case of Jas of, of Jaslyn Adams, got killed. Or um, Tyshawn Lee. That story still haunts me. A kid in Chicago. Wanna, he, he's playing basketball in the alley. He ends up getting tortured and killed over a gang beef with his dad. And you know what his bitch of a mother did? And yes, I'm calling his mama a bitch. She doesn't move from the area. She doesn't get her kids out of that area. And she got money. Oh, yeah, they gave her money. She went and she bought a car. She didn't move. She didn't try to change anything. She bought a car and tried to say, my baby would have wanted me to have it. I'm sorry. I cannot, I, I can't care anymore when we got kids out here 
How can I care about grown adults doing dumb things and then life actually holding them accountable for the shit that they did? Because the justice system is not holding them accountable. Society is or society is holding them to society's standards or emotions at the time. But I got babies out here that are dying innocent. I got people out here dying and they're innocent and not. And I'm not just saying, oh, they were in a bad place, bad time and they got mistaken for having a gun. No, I got people actually out here trying to do good things or actually out here minding their own business and they get pinched or they get they get caught up in the crossfire with something or they get taken as a hostage or they get robbed or stabbed or whatever because they don't want to get because they don't have anything. I remember as a teenager. And this is why I'm and for for people who don't know for people who who know me know I don't wear flashy clothes because my childhood has taught me that because I used to ride public transportation. And all the time I would learn I would hear about as a kid taking the metro and the trains and the buses to school, how a kid would get shot either by black gangs, especially MS-13. For having a North Face jacket and some sneakers, having some Jordans. So you know what I did? I went to school looking busted because you weren't going to catch me slipping. You weren't going to have me saying, hey, bro, what size shoes are those? Hey, man, hey, uh, let me hold that jacket. No, 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 I'm going to give it back. Nah, you ain't going to catch me like that. I went to school wearing hoodies and all types of other shit looking busted. Because you you weren't you weren't gonna steal shit from me. I, I no uh uh-uh, uh no. But that's the that's the society that a lot of our children are living in. You know, kids getting killed because they're bookworms or they're smart. They actually got a future. Or in the case of my uncle, one of my uncles who died when I was a child, he got killed because of his best friend, because his best friend owed money to some drug dealers. And then his best friend set him up and he got killed. And eventually they ended up killing his best friend anyway. Just weeks later, they caught his ass, not the cops, the drug dealers. So I'm just saying, like, I'm sorry, I I can't I I, I can't care about a Derek Chauvin. I can't care about George Floyd. I can't care about Dante Wright. And it's just sad that. It's come to that because when I see these stories, I'm like, I'll wait till the facts come out. And I'm just like, mm, damn, it's unfortunate. Hot damn, I rock. He did he did an amazing, amazing video about it. I don't know that nigga. That, and, and that is the harsh reality. We're sitting here burning down our own communities. And that's the part that that deeply bugs me as a black American, even though I hate I hate putting caveats on things. I'm an American. Why the fuck do I have to sit here and, and verify and, or add black or whatever, mulatto or whatever? But I hate the fact that that we're the main ones killing each other and, and we're the ones drawing the police to our communities. We're doing it because we're killing each other over dumb stuff. We're the one robbing, stealing, raping from each, raping each other. And you want to worry about possible racism from the police? I'm not worried about 
uh, Brad, who's wearing a badge, who's only been on the force for about a year, and he's got a, and he just got off of OJT, or he just got, you know, he just got on the road by himself. I'm worried about Trayvon down the fucking street. I'm worried about Darius. I'm worried about them niggas. I'm worried about them niggas who want to sit here and say, hey, yo, you got to pay the tax to walk down the street. Pay the toll or take a roll, bro. And then they'll still jump you. Or they'll jump you just because they like what you got on. Or hell, they'll rape a girl no matter. These can be grown-ass men. Happens all the fucking time. Grown-ass men raping middle school girls because she got a fat ass or or she's developed. And then they're like, fuck it. I don't give a shit. I'm worried about them niggas. And yes, I'm I'm saying them niggas because black people do not act like that. Black people don't do that. Niggas do that. Niggas don't care about nothing. And I'm telling you, man, uh, if I can drop the boondocks little sound clip from when nobody wants to be like it's the it's the ugliest word in the English language. And I'm just sitting, I'm just, and I know I'm venting right now, but I'm just, I'm trying to, to, to get people to understand that if we're so, if we're so worried about racism, if we're so worried about the injustices of the court system or the way the police treat us, why don't we start with ourselves first? You know, and I was reading the Bible and and one of the things that I noticed was that every time the Jews messed up, they broke one of God's covenants or they forgot who God was. What did God do? He let them be oppressed. He let them get taken captive. And as as black people and as like you got black people turning on turning away from God and we don't even have families anymore. We don't have communities anymore. Yeah, we got neighborhoods. We we got we got niggas that still live with their grandmama and you know and their auntie house, you know you got three generations of people living in the same house and and they still drug dealing hell grandma and they getting high with them and grandma probably like forty years old, you know in the case of Makai Bryant, hey your foster mom or your foster dad might be in there fighting with you, and you got a knife in your hand talking about you just shot my baby, even though she was about to stab another girl in the in the neck. I'm just saying like people, I I really hope that something, that something changes, you know, if, if anything, Hey, like even if, even if they drop the second and third degree charge, guess what? Niggas are going to riot. They don't care because the media has got them so pumped. Turn off, turn off the news. Stop watching the news. Why are we? And this is one thing I don't understand. Why are we rioting? And protesting in one state for an incident to happen in the next state that has nothing to do with you. And then they trying to paint. And let's just say, let's just say Derek Chauvin was a racist. Let's just say it was. Why are you painting Derek Chauvin as the whole police force? Why? You wouldn't like them painting black people, Tyrone, as the whole black race. You wouldn't. So why why do we commit the same evils as black people that we hate? Because the devil is playing all of us. We're all getting played by the devil. 
You over here worrying about what's going to happen in Derek Chauvin case, even though it's not going to amount to fucking your life. You ain't getting no money. And in the, in the words of my mother-in-law, people was taking leave for this shit. You losing out on money. You want to take leave to watch this bullshit. You want to get mad because of this bullshit. Freddie Gray. Niggas out here rioting and acting a damn fool for Freddie Gray. And here, someone's grandmother, someone's child, someone's, somebody's loved one is dying because you know why these little nigglets are raiding a Rite Aid, CVS, and a Walgreens, and they can't get their medications. Or they can't, they can't leave the house because if they do, they're getting jumped, or they're getting raped, or they're getting killed. And you so worried about the cops. I ain't worried about no damn cops. I'm not. Hell, the cops are so damn scary, they can't do nothing anyway. They so scared of being the next nigga on news. They so scared of being paying a race. They're not doing anything. You got more cops leaving the police force. Soon, it's going to be hard as hell to get somebody to even want to be a cop. We're not solving the problem because the crime's not going away. The niggas ain't going away. The the uh, The animals ain't going away. And like I said in the last episode, no matter what, you're going to succumb to somebody's rules and someone's laws, whether it's the government or whether it's the gangs. And sometimes the government is scared of the gangs. Just saying. But I mean, I, I got to go because this just raised my damn blood pressure up. I got got me over here like acting a damn fool. Oh, Lord. But I, I really hope that. People understand what I'm trying to say. I may not have articulated it well. I may have pissed people off. Hell, people might have cut this off once I once I mentioned the fact that the Derek Chauvin case wasn't just. And that's not in the defense of him. Hell, if he got second degree murder, I mean second degree manslaughter, I I, I could understand that. But third and fourth, second and third degree murder. I I I I I don't see that. It does it nothing in the statute reflects anything that he did. Manslaughter is probably the closest thing you can get. But I'm just saying I I just want justice to be just. I want I want everything to be out in the open. You know, people want to complain about transparency. You know, they they rode Trump's ass for 4 years talking about transparency even though he's the most transparent president. And that's not to say he probably didn't hide something, but sometimes the public shouldn't be privy to everything. And here we are. We got politicians talking about openly rioting. I hope Maxine Waters get tried. It ain't going to happen. That's just a wishful thinking. Ain't nothing going to happen to her. She's still going to be anti-Maxine from the block, living in a white community, like that ratchet bitch up from Black Lives Matter, spending your, spending your money that you thought was going to help somebody in a bullshit house that's not, that people are calling a mansion, and it ain't. Living in Topanga, California with the white folk. Just saying. But what do I know? I ain't nobody. But if you guys want to help me be somebody, please um, share the show. Please like the show. Share it with the people that you like, people that you dislike. Um, if you if you guys want to get involved in the conversation, please join us on Facebook at the Edmo Show Listener Group. Um, 
if you guys, you know, if you guys want to help us, uh, we got we got PayPal. Um, but if you guys are down to your bottom dollar, that, that keep your crusty bottom dollar because I don't want it. You need it more than I do. But just share and like the show, you know, uh, that that helps out more than anything. But monetary uh, monetary thank yous are, are appreciated. So at least that way we can get more stuff for you. Um, but yeah, um, that's really all I got for you guys. I may start doing more solo stuff uh, just to keep the content going. And trust me, I got 101 things in my mind. So just be on the lookout for any new content that we got. And bye.